0: Um, So yeah, that's what we're going to go over this morning. Uh, This isn't your typical sermon. I actually just want to explain some things to, uh, how to utilize some resources to help everybody grow. So let me pray and we will get started. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just call upon your name that you would be glorified here, that your presence would be known through your Holy Spirit. That just as, you're, uh, just as Christ said in the, the Gospels, that whoever has ears, let them hear, that we'd have ears to hear what you're saying, uh, and that we would further advance your kingdom this morning through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, so you can use this in, uh, I hope everybody takes some kind of notes or something, uh, whatever would be most useful. I left you a little bit of space at the bottom, but this is a list of resources that we regularly use and how in what we utilize to help people grow. Um, and so we're gonna get into that a little bit and I'm gonna talk about each one of these. And So hopefully, uh, I would say hopefully, but I know this isn't the case, that this isn't new for anybody. Uh, but there are some things on here that are gonna be new. Uh, we also have Uh, about, like, what, 15 people watching in India. Um, I'm pretty sure that they are, from talking with them, they're faithful viewers. Uh, Some of them have only been at it, doing the Bible studies with us for a couple months, and so they might not know uh, everything that we have. And so I think as a church, we've done a pretty good job of gathering resources uh, and using various means to help people grow. Uh, to help disciples <laughs> disciple people. Um, but if, I wouldn't be surprised if people who have been coming here for two, three, four years don't know about all this. Uh, and that's not their fault. That's the leadership's fault. Um, and that's what we're trying to correct. And so um, I don't know if I'll do this. Uh, I, don't think, I don't know if you guys would think it's like the most enthralling thing. But what I'm going to do is just go over this outline. And it's just an overview of all the resources that you can utilize. Um, when we get to like the Bible study section and like the, and the Bible verses sheet, uh, the scriptures often talk about like the word of God being like a sword. And so you think about it like a metaphor or an analogy of uh, not anybody, like the first time you pick up a sword, you just don't know how to use it. There are certain swords that have to be held a different way. Some are two handed, some are one handed. Some you stab people with, some you slice people with. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's all, they're all different swords. And so you have to know how to use it. And so we kind of have the assumption, um, uh, for whatever reason, that we can just pick something up and we can do it ourselves in the first time and and we got it. But in all reality, as we'll see here in a minute, uh, and the scriptures play out is you need to be trained to know how to use it. So all of these resources are available, and I'm just gonna go over an overview of all of them today, hopefully. Um, But I really could do, uh, what are these sermons, like 45 minutes? I really could do 45 minutes uh, for the next 20 Sundays on just how to utilize and use these materials. Um, I don't think I'll do that, but I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, So the first thing I'm going to say before we get into the first two scripture verses, um, just about maturity, is uh, if there's anything on here that you see and you don't know about, or like if you look at the book list and you've heard about a foundational book list, but you're like, okay, I know we have one. How do I get one? Uh, Just ask me. Just ask Deanna, Christiana. Uh, These people are on staff. Um, and we can get you one. And uh, if you don't know how to use it, just ask me. I will help you. Uh, when I did a, a sermon about evangelism a few months ago, there was a couple, I, and I made, the invite is still open to everybody. If you want to come over and talk about evangelism and learn how to be equipped, you can come over to my house. My wife will cook you dinner. Uh, she'll probably make homemade ice cream, and we'll eat it, and we'll talk about it, and, and I'll help you the best that I can. Uh, and there, was, there were a couple of people that took me up on that. Uh, and I don't think it was just for the free dinner, but if you just want the free dinner, it's kind of part of the program. Uh, we're gonna talk about something. And so uh, with all of this, if you have any questions, if you don't know how to utilize it, if you want to get started on something in here um, that, will, that I believe will help you grow, just ask me about it. Send me a text, send me an email. Uh, my carrier pigeon is only in service Monday through Thursday so don't do it on Friday or the weekends don't do carrier pigeons Um, but seriously just if you don't get it if you don't know if you leave today and you're like well I've heard about these things but I don't know what I'm doing all you gotta do is say hey Stephen can you help me and I will Uh, and I'll say sure come on over we'll have dinner Uh, because we gotta eat so anyways Um, Colossians 1, 28 through 29, the first verse on the script, on the, on the page, on the outline, Uh, him, we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everybody, everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ for this, I toil struggling with all his energy that powerfully works within me. And so Paul makes it pretty clear in this verse, but there's also verses like this Ephesian passage, is that I believe that, and Paul's saying is, everybody can be mature. I know some of you guys are like, no way, I know this one brother. Not everybody, it's not for everybody. Maturity is not for everybody. You're wrong. Maturity is for everybody. Everybody can reach maturity. Unfortunately, because we live in the sinful world, not everybody will but everybody can. And if you look at... And so, um, one thing I like to do, or at least I like to think about, is, because thinking is a lot easier than doing, is, when you think about how the scriptures are written, you can think and take every Bible verse, or take one Bible verse, and compare that with every other Bible verse in the scriptures. Because they're all interwoven and intertwined and interconnected. And so, In a more specific context, think about that with who Paul is writing to. Think of that in the book of Acts on Paul's ministry and what he's doing and through all his epistles. He is trying to present every person mature in Christ. And he is working really, really hard, right? He says that with all of the energy that I've been provided by Christ, I am struggling and toiling to this end to present every single person mature. And so that's our goal. That's all our goal here is working to make sure everybody is presented mature. Um, we're not, uh, you know, after two or three years of working with somebody and like, well, they're not really growing. Uh, well, uh, it's a bad egg. Let's just let them go. Right? We don't do that. That's not Christ's goal. Um, everybody that is here in leadership, not in leadership, People who just come in the door, people who've been here 10 years, whatever. Uh, everybody is working together, um, and we're working to get everybody to a mature state in Christ. Right? That is the goal. That's why we do what we do. <clears throat> and so let's look at that Ephesians passage Ephesians 4 11 through 15. And he gave the apostles, prophets, um, I'm sorry, by, uh, by craftiness and des- deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. And so Paul gives an even more uh, a detailed, a more uh, detailed analogy of what mature manhood is, or mature personhood, or someone who is mature in Christ. And so... Uh, you kind of have to know what the goal is or what it looks like to be mature. And one of our struggles is that um, you might have examples in your past, I know I do, that I thought were mature, but that's not necessarily what a biblical mature person is. <clears throat> and so, uh, you can look at those Hebrews passage. we'll talk a little bit about Luke and maybe First Corinthians. Um, but, uh, just because you're in a family or you're a husband or a wife and you attend church regularly doesn't mean you're a mature Christian. The Bible actually doesn't speak very much about, like, here are the qualifications, specifically that you need to be attending church and you need to uh, have an okay marriage, but you can have some ups and downs and, um, and whatever. Uh, maturity in scripture, is fruitfulness. Maturity is growing in the kingdom of God. Um, So that Luke 8 passage is the parable of the sower with the seeds, right, of the ground. And so um, in the Luke passage, opposed to the Matthew and the Mark passage, uh, the person who is uh, the seed that grows up with the the weeds and gets choked out doesn't produce any fruit. Uh, That one who looks like a mature tree just doesn't have any fruit. Uh, Jesus, at least in the ESV, says that this person was choked out and doesn't reach maturity because of the cares of the world and and riches and stuff. And so you could be a seemingly looking mature Christian uh, by human standards and um, have a lovely family and attend church and whatever, and look respectable, uh, but not actually be mature, right? Because it's not about uh, the outward appearances or what people perceive, it's about real fruitfulness. Um, So one of those, so we need to get kind of like a picture of what maturity is. And so Paul gives us a very um, good measure here by saying uh, that's not tossed to and fro, right, by the waves, and he labels it by uh, every wind of doctrine, human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes and stuff. And so one identifier of a mature person is someone who isn't like always up and down, who isn't tossed back and forth all the time, um, who doesn't let life control them, but they're solid with Christ and lets Christ control their life. And so Jesus obviously gives that parable, with the person who built their house on the sinking sand versus the rocks and the waves beat against it and, and right, it's because their foundation is shifting, right? They're, it's kinda, uh, uh, you know, you can notice that like in a person where, where everything's nice and sunny and you know, this house that's on solid ground and this house that's on sinking sand look exactly the same, right? But it's when troubles come where it's like, oh, that foundation is like, Starting to shift, that's not good. Uh, and, and so a mature person, like if you think in context of like the fruit of the Spirit, a good example is joy. Um, <clears throat> is, well, a, a mature Christian is full of joy regardless of whether life is going well for them according to their standards or not. Uh, whether they lost their job or whether they are uh, married or single or, um, or whatever a solid person, a mature person, a mature Christian, uh, isn't tossed back and forth by those things. Uh, if you've ever read The Disciplined Life, that's one of the books on the foundational book list. Um, he lists five different things to uh, to master, and one of those is uh, emotions and, and moods and different things. And so he, the uh, Richard Taylor, he labels as a mature person As I use the example of someone who would like see a storm brewing, or there's trouble, there's trouble afoot somewhere. It's I see it coming. uh, A mature person would uh, just take the necessary precautions and then continue with their day, right? Um, An immature person would be like, "Oh no, there's a storm coming. It's 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 20 knots out. I can see it." And they start putting up shelters, and they start worrying, and they start losing track of everything they're doing uh, just to get ready or over prepared or, or worried about something that could potentially be a threat. Um, that's not a mature stance. And so um, that's not a, a good way to be fruitful. And so um, you know, he also puts it as, as there's two different types of people, uh, even in biblically speaking, we don't do that today in America, there's children and there's adults, right? Uh, In America, we have children, we got preteens, we got teens, we got young adults, we got single adults, and then we got old people. (laughs) Married adults, and then old people. Uh, And if you're, uh, how old am I? I'm 34. If you're 35 or older, you're old. Uh, And so, and we divide up all these labels, right? Biblically speaking, you're just a child and you're an adult, you're an, an, and either you're a child preparing for adulthood, or you're not. Um, and so there's really, uh, there's really not any other good way to explain it, but you're either being more of a child who has to be led, and is tossed, and isn't found, founded, isn't based, or you're an adult uh, who is, right? And so these resources are just to help people to reach adulthood in Christ, to reach maturity, to come to fruitfulness. Um, and, and without taking up all of the extra time um, about what, what fruitfulness is, if you don't know what fruitfulness is, we have a Bible study about that. We'll tell you. Uh, we'll get together and talk about it. Um, but it's more than what we all think it is. Fruitfulness in the kingdom of God is making disciples. It's being part of a community. It's mastering your emotions. It's having good work ethic. It's it's constant, constant growth. Um, a little anecdote for you. Uh, I often talk about the garden that I inherited when I um, when I when we bought our house. And so, a really nice Turkish family left us with this huge, beautiful garden. There's like five fruit trees. There's Uh, There's like six fruit trees, uh, three peach trees. There's a pear tree. I only grew one pear, though, this year. Uh, uh, And two cherry trees. And some, I think there's another apple tree. Or there's an apple tree, too. So however many that is. Uh, And we're just like, yeah. And we, um, and Noel did all this research about how to take care of them. And especially with the peach trees. Uh, We got fruit from the cherry trees. We made pies. It was glorious. Praise God. Uh, uh, but the peach trees grow so, mu- so much fruit that it starts to get overcrowded. And if you let them grow, none of the fruit is good. You don't get a single one. So I spent several hours uh, thinning the peach trees, right, uh, to get it down to one peach about every six to eight inches on every branch. It takes a really long time. But then, uh, guess how many peaches we got Zero. Guess why? East Dayton squirrels. Love peaches. Uh, so we did, all, we did all this work, thinning and preparing, and we didn't put, we put little bags over them, but the squirrels are smarter than us, <laughs> and they get in the bags, and so there's no, there's not one, I think there's one apple left uh, on one tree, and that's all we got. Besides all the cherries that we ate earlier. Um, and so uh, that really wasn't a great experience, right? But we didn't get any fruit out of it. We got some, Well, we got some cherries and one apple. Um, but uh, remember the parable in Luke 8, Mark 4, uh, and Matthew 13, is there's four types of soils and there's four problems. And one of those is that birds and pests come in, Pick the seeds, anyways. And so we should have prepared for that one earlier because Jesus warned us about it. Uh, but we weren't fruitful, so it's like, what was the advantage? Well, the advantage is we get to try again next year. Um, but those are mature trees that look like trees, look like fruit trees, but have no fruit uh, because there's a problem. And so, what we want to address, um, and particularly amongst the leadership team, is uh, what we call, or not just us, but everyone calls the clergy lady distinction, and we don't think there should be much of a gap. right? We don't think uh, that clergy, people who get up here and speak, are supposed to be this mature, and then everyone else is okay with being the uneducated, unfruitful people. The Bible doesn't speak that way. Um, one thing I often, and especially for men, any men who are in the room, who are married, who aren't married, who want to be married, and any other options that there could logically be, uh, I always challenge you to just look at the qualifications for elders and deacons. Um, in, is it First Timothy or Second Timothy? First Timothy, uh, First Timothy and Titus. And just look at those qualifications for leaders of a church. This doesn't mean you're called to be a leader of a church. Uh, It just means, it doesn't mean that those qualifications are just for the leaders and then for elders and deacons, and then all the other men can do whatever they want, right? Uh, Just look at those qualifications and think about how hard they are. Don't be drunk. Don't be polygamous. Are we doing pretty good so far? <laughs> right? It's, not, it's like, okay. And just go through those qualifications. Uh, the hardest one is able to teach doctrine with a clear or with a sound mind, or able to teach healthy doctrine. That's probably the most complicated one. Um, hospitable. Should every man be hospitable? Should every household be? Yeah, these aren't hard qualifications, they're for every man. Um, and every man is called to be uh, a shepherd or an elder of their house anyways. And so you should look at those qualifications and say, this is at least some idea of what it would mean to be a mature man in Christ. right?" And you can meditate on those things and and think even deeper that isn't necessarily spoken about in those passages like, well, this one who's given towards drunkenness might be just more wayward towards his fleshly passions, or why do people go into drunkenness, and whatever, um, right? And so uh, maturity is something that everybody can attain to. That's our goal, right? And that's, if you don't have that as your goal, and you don't know what that looks like, then that's a problem, right? You can't say I'm going on a road trip to San Diego, and I get in my car. All right, you got directions? No. Do you know where you're going? Well, I know there's like a city called San Diego. Okay, how are we getting there? Well, we'll figure it out. No, you're not going to get there. Um, same thing goes with the maturity. You have to have a plan. You have to have a path. You have to know what you're going for, right? If you just say, I want to be mature in Christ, and you don't know what that means, then you're fooling yourself. You're deceived. Um, and... Um, and there is a level of ignorance, and then, uh, but the time of ignorance has passed, starting this morning, uh, or whenever you came in the door and got a visitors packet. But whatever. Uh, so let's get. Um, let me look. I didn't write it down. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty. I think that was a good one. Let's look at that one real quick, and then we'll move on for the last ten minutes and go through these. Uh, Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature, right? It's just another call to maturity. And so our goal here with all of these is to help you grow up in every way into Christ. And so the first way we do that, and these are available for everybody. If you don't know where to find them, if you don't know how to get them, talk to me or talk specifically to Deanna or Christiana Williams, Deanna Paramala or Christiana Williams. And if you don't know who they are, you know who I am. And I'm pretty sure everybody in this room looking knows who everybody is, right? There's 30 people here. Um, Or if you're online, uh, put a video comment, find us, whatever. And so Bible studies, we have tons and tons and tons of Bible studies to help people grow. Um, And so I'm just gonna list a couple of those. They're all here on the list. I made a list of the ones we use The most, there's tons of other ones. Uh, The RRBC, Rediscovering Restoring Biblical Christianity series. Particularly, we have 15 major emphasis that this church is about that we're trying to restore to a biblical uh, standard of what it means. Uh, The first one is to love God. The second one is the word about Bible study. And so that's why I put that one first. Um, and that's a, uh, and we have those available in paper format, we have those on the podcast. Uh, there's some podcast series that I regularly go back to and listen to. Uh, the first one in that is one that I regularly listen to every, uh, I don't know, four, four or five months or something. Um, and then so, another one, and this is for, for leadership, anyone who's discipling, and anyone who's getting discipled or anyone who's in this church, anyone who's listening, anybody who's anybody is the SSS A1. 1A. You're like what is that? Search the Scripture series. John Luke knows it. Um, and so something that I always pay attention to is the Search the Scripture series. The 1A is the Bible on the importance of Bible study. And so I was in a, a meeting with somebody we're going through the baptism of the Spirit, and we're uh, well past chapter 4. Uh, there's only four chapters. And uh, it came to my attention, and I was just asking them, uh, so what's like your Bible reading plan like? What have you been reading? And it turns out that uh, they've been a Christian for like eight years. Uh, we've gone uh, through some of these studies, a lot of these studies, and they're still not on a Bible reading plan. And so we just talked for two and a half hours about why you need to read your Bible. And why, if you're not going to read your Bible, then you're not going to grow. And so, if, uh, if you're in a discipleship group, if you're a discipleship group leader, if you're discipling people, if you're getting discipled, and you're not on a Bible reading plan, then that's square one. You're never going to grow. You just never will. Uh, you might grow, like, I mean, you might grow an inch or something. Uh, like, you might, like, grow from a baby, like, drinking milk to, like, whatever, like the next stage is, but do you really want to stay a baby eating mashed up peas? Is that the goal? No. And so um, we have like five or six Bible reading plans that you can read the Bible in 12 to 18 months to help you get you started. Uh, Really, it's as easy as picking up a list and saying, here's day one, I'll start reading this. Uh, I don't do that. I'm not going to go into what my Bible reading plan is. Um, because then we'll be here another two and a half hours. Uh, and unless you guys want that. No comments? Okay, let's keep going. We'll be here. I'll be, I'll be talking until noon. Uh, and so, really, if, if you're in a discipleship group, if you're a discipleship group leader, and you're talking about other things, and then people aren't reading their Bibles and they're not on a plan, there's no hope for them. There's no hope in talking about... Uh, I love talking about theonomy, particularly. I love talking about theonomy and how that applies to the silver sector and what we can do with the government and different things. Uh, But if we can't get people to read their Bibles, then it's pointless. Um, Same thing with, like, we can can take people through the baptism of the Spirit. You don't have to be to any particularly uh, mature level to get baptized in the Spirit. That's very clear in the Scriptures. But if people aren't reading their Bibles it makes it pretty hard because it shows, do they really want God, right? Um, And look at those Bible verses, John 8, 31 and 32. Uh, If you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples, and then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So Jesus is saying, if you don't know his word, then you don't know the truth, and you won't be set free. And so what hope is there for you? Um, uh, Deuteronomy 8, 3. Man should not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right? If you're not eating, you're dead. Uh, John 17, 17. Sanctify them in truth. Set them apart. Make them different. Mature them in truth, you could say. Your word is truth. If you're not reading the word, if you're not regularly steeped in it, you're deceived. Uh, There's no hope of you getting into the truth uh, without that. Um, And then here's the one where... I was talking about, like, if you can't just be handed a sword and expect it to know how to use it. I've literally sat down with people for several hours and said, here's a Bible reading plan. Let me help you get started. Which one works best for you? You've got some, several issues from. What's your personality? How would you do this? How is your date organized? Would you read in the morning or at night? How about on your lunch break? How about uh, you say you don't have time? Well, here, write out your daily schedule for me and let's figure it out. Uh, well, I play four hours of video games from 6 to 10 p.m. I can't really cut that out, uh, right? Like, there's actually no excuse ever for anybody. Um, but that Acts 8, 8, 8 passage, it's the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Philip comes up to him and says, here's some reading from the prophet Isaiah. And he says, hey, Ethiopian eunuch, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch has like... <laughs> Uh, a revelation from God. He says, no, how can I understand if someone doesn't explain it to me? If someone doesn't help me, right? Uh, Philip's not just like, hey, you look like you're doing a pretty good job. You're reading the Bible. Well, I guess I'll go someplace else, Uh, right? It doesn't make any sense if you don't understand, if someone doesn't teach you, if you don't, uh, uh, if someone doesn't help you, right? So the Bible studies are, Um, designed to help us get around a better paradigms of scripture and Christianity, right? Um, It's one thing to get people. So the first step is always to maturity is reading your Bible, right? The second step is understanding your Bible, right? That's why we say you need to read the whole scriptures, because if you were to just read certain books or the New Testament, uh, you're not actually getting a good survey of all of God's uh, revelation. So um, these Bible studies are, are designed to help people grow and to get better paradigms of Scripture, better ways of viewing and interpreting of what the, the author's intent is. And so um, the five steps to entering Christ's kingdom, the five vital signs of life, the baptism and the Holy Spirit, the eight essential elements of the biblical Christian gospel series, grace upon grace, and employing God's gift are all series and Bible studies we regularly use to help people grow. So you could actually just use this and say, hey, have I ever gone through the R B C series? No, I will highlight that and I will talk to my discipleship group leader or Stephen later about that. Uh, search the scriptures, yay or nay. And you can literally just go through the list, and this is how you, it can, you, we can help you grow. Right? If there's any on there, we have, go down, we have podcasts, these are all online anyways, that we can help you grow. Uh, the next, we have dozens of articles to introduce people um, to. And so hold on, I'm just going to take a side step, side thought real quick. And so... This isn't just for you to help you grow. Part of being fruitful is what does a fruit produce? Produces seeds. Wow, guys are good. Uh, yeah, all fruits produce seeds to produce more trees to be more fruitful, right? So part of being fruitful uh, in yourself and being mature is producing more fruit, which means you have a coworker at work, you've got a friend, a family member, uh, you've got a obstinate roommate. Uh, Maybe this is a different class. You have a spouse. Uh, sometimes. Uh, hopefully not. we got Bible studies on that, too. Um, that are, that, and, and you're in relationship with them in such a way that God's put you there. If you're in a single brother or sister's household, you're married to somebody, you have children, you're in the church, uh, you, you work with them. Uh, you can help them grow. I really do believe that there's no... it's not up to us as a leadership team, it's not up to pastors, it's not up to whoever to be the ones that makes everybody grow. right? These are also for you to utilize to help other people whether you um, are on a leadership team or a discipleship group leader or not. It doesn't matter. Um, And so articles are a good way to have an introduction to a bigger topic to get people thinking. So the ones we use most frequently are on like community. Hey, we've all been part of, most of us have been part of churches and we form our ideas out of our experience about what community looks like. And I thought that was a pretty good community. We're pretty tight knit. And well, that that may be true or it may not. You're gonna have to search the scriptures to find out. And so we have articles on, um, one of the greatest articles I think we have is called the Apostolic Hermeneutic, which is understanding how to read the New Testament on how the apostles read it, wrote it and how they understood and utilized the Old Testament. Um, we have articles on deliverance, the Holy Spirit, uh, the five steps, right? Back to the basic meat and potatoes Christianity. Meat and potatoes, basic. Five steps to entering Christ's kingdom. This is a very popular article. Uh, it's not written by us, it's written by Charles Simpson. And um, because we didn't make up these five steps, they're in the Bible, and and you can read through the article, and he has a very good. If you just read the our goal section, and the last part, uh, which is a review of it, and then we have our outline that has the five 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 principle on the back, which is the five steps to entering Christ's kingdom, the five vital signs of life, and five examples from Scripture of people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. So uh, read that. I. Probably read this at least once a year Um, probably not more than that I've maybe read it more in the first year or something Uh, that started coming but articles are free to your disposal Um, there's some in the visitors packet that we use to just open people's ideas and open your ideas and start thinking even though I'm in maybe a community smaller church are we really having biblical community because every other standard doesn't matter Right, Uh, We have Bible verse sheets uh, on fasting, God's love or covenant faithfulness, godly counsel, hospitality, sexual immorality, and those keep growing. Uh, Those are just sheets with Bible verses about that specific topic. So if you were to um, read uh, The Disciplined Life, or I think his his name is Grant Hughes, uh, The Disciplines of a Godly Man, and you see that fasting is in there, or he has another one, Disciplines of a Godly Woman. It's almost the same. Uh, and fasting is in there. And then you're like, oh, I need to grow in fasting. How can I get started and get encouraged and motivated to fast? Well, we have Bible verse sheets on that. Uh, get a hold of me, get a hold of somebody, and say, hey, I want those. Or if you're like, hey, I'm really struggling with uh, uh, anger. Uh, Stephen, could you make me a Bible sheet on anger? I'd be glad to do that. I will do that. Uh, If you call me or text me or email me and you say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Uh, I just need, like, what are some scriptures? I'll make a scripture sheet for you. Uh, I'm not going to put your name on it and post it back here for next Sunday. I'll just email it to you. Uh, But we have on anger, on marriage, on children, on uh, and and it continues to grow, right? Uh, These are all bringing us back to... Biblical foundations. Um, our book list. If you open up, uh, as far as I know, we're the only church that passes out a visitors packet with a, a book list of 12 books that everybody should read in their first year, uh, right? And so, if if you've never looked at a foundational book list or or something, that's a problem. On our foundational book list, uh, that's the first problem. If you haven't read the books on there. Then that's the second problem. Um, and we're just trying to correct that. And so there's 12 books on there at a moderate pace, again, 12 months to 18 months. You can get those, get through those pretty easily. Um, they're not very academic, and those will help you form better paradigms of scripture. All of the books are free in the library, uh, which is downstairs. If you go down those stairs, go all the way to the end, There's a sign on the door that says prayer meeting in progress. Please come in. Right now, there's no prayer meeting. You can please come in. There's a library. Uh, My wife is the librarian, so she can help you find a book. They're also in alphabetical order. If you don't know alphabetical order, ask me. I will help you. That's what it's all about. Uh, We are here to help. And so you can go through those books and say, I've read this one. I haven't read this one. And I would almost guess, I'd almost be certain, when I would take a guess to say, if you're struggling with certain things, and then if I had you go through a book list, like very systematically, like a school teacher, and say, hey, you haven't read this book, and you haven't read this book, and you haven't done these things, why do you think you're struggling with it? Uh, Do you think reading these books would help? Um, You know, uh, one of the first books on there is God's Big Picture how to understand and a big overview of what the scriptures are about. Um, And so, if you're not starting there, and, like, these are the books we're trying to get people to read, to understand the scriptures better. If that's something you want, we can help you get started, right? Um, And so, really, uh, we don't like, as far as I know, uh, I don't think people are sitting in discipleship groups or whatever and saying, hey, have you read these books? If not, then your tie that's going up. Uh, Right, that's not how it works. Uh, These benefit you. You need to apprehend, like, um, when I was talking with a gentleman the other day, uh, we all know the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Uh, You can try beating them, and you can try shoving their face in water, but if they don't want to drink, That's not how we handle it, by the way. Uh, We don't physically beat them or show their. There are husbandry laws against that uh, in the Bible for real horses. Um, But we can hand you these lists. We can get them for you. But we can't make you read anything. We can't make you grow. That is up to you to grow. And these things will help. Um, So again. If you're just like, I just don't know where to start. I heard you talk, and I think I need to grow. Okay, come over to my house for dinner. I want people to come over to my house for dinner. Please. Uh, It's really good. Trust me. Uh, I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm just skinny. Uh, I do eat it a lot. And so you can come over to my house. We can go over the book list. We can just figure out a plan to help you grow. Uh, You can talk to your discipleship group leader about that. And so outside of the foundational list, if you get through all of those, then we have an intermediate book list, which is also in our visitor's packet, uh, currently has eight topics, and it's growing to 15, which are our 15 emphasis in our R B C series. And so um, there's ones on the church or ecclesiology and different things. And so go through, uh, after you get through the foundational book list, start working through the intermediate book list. Those will help your paradigms and ways of thinking to get more biblical. Um, and just to mention a couple other ones, which are just to uh, mention, we have, if you're wondering like, what do our elders do? Do they read all these books? Yes, and more. We have an elders in training book list that they have to read. Um, uh, when I had some people over for, to talk about evangelism, we have, I can't remember how many books are actually on the apologetics book list, but it's somewhere between like 10 to 15 15 books on apologetics, and those will help you if you read all 15 books, uh, you don't have to read all 15, uh, but if you pick out some of those and you wanna evangelize, or you just wanna know more about how to defend the faith, those would help. We have those resources, and they're all in the library. Um, I compiled a free online book list, uh, which is of no particular topic. It's just notable authors uh, that we found online that we like for free. Uh, We have a three E's book list, which are, um, in my mind, I don't know if this is the goal, but to help bring everybody out of pietism, meaning that my Christianity, my relationship with Jesus is just vertical. It's just between me and him and I just have to love God, and Jesus was wrong about loving your neighbor and all that stuff. Um, and so the three E's are eschatology, which is our view of the end times, or what is Christ planning on doing with his kingdom on the earth? Uh, ecclesiology, a study of the church, and that's, that means not just community, but liturgy and, um, and so much more. And then economics. Um, one thing... That kind of bring it back to the Ephesians passage about being tossed to and fro is um, well i 'll put it in context of how I talked about it with a gentleman the other day and so when Jesus says, "You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, sometimes that 's just really pragmatic. you just when it comes to economics, you just haven 't read the Bible on what it means and what it 's talking about money uh, and, and economy and so uh, the only way to fix that is for you to get a biblical understanding and not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer, right? Economics is huge, and money is a huge part of life. Um, And how you relate to it is a huge part of life. And how you relate to it is a gauge of how mature you are. And so all those things are super important. Um, And so we have all these book lists and all these things, and they're all designed to help you grow. We can give them to you, we can sit down, you can come over for dinner. dinner and ice cream. There you go. I've uh, got a couple people listening, uh, right? Uh, you just have to reach out. You just have to be honest with yourself and say, "Hey, have I gone through this? Do I need help? Which one of these?" Like um, when I first saw the foundational book list uh, for like, how? Old, let's see, uh, twenty-five. Let's see. So for eight years, I didn't read any books from getting out of high school to when Christ converted me, and I didn't use my brain very much. Uh, and so um, I'll try to get through the rest of these, but it was very hard for me to become a reader. Most people have heard the story of, like, I would listen to our 45-minute podcasts, and it would take me two hours because I'd have to stop and be like, oh, my gosh, what is this word? What are they talking about? Uh, like, just to look up definitions of words. And I would pause the podcast, and I would say, "Okay, go down." Um, I either have a, a dictionary with me, or or do it online, and I'd say, "Okay, what's that word? Uh, what's nepotism?" Okay, and I'll go back, and I would just remember that one because sometimes you remember, like when you learn a word and you feel excited about it, uh, you're like, "Okay, what is nepotism?" And you're like, "Okay," and you Google, and I'm like, "Okay, that's what nepotism is." And then you rewind it 10 seconds, and you listen to it in context, and that's why it took me like two hours to listen to a forty five minute podcast. Uh, but like we're like that's kind of what you have to do. And if twelve books is daunting, that's okay. Um, it's okay to feel that way. It's not okay to not reach out and say, Hey, help me start. Reach out to your discipleship group leaders, the person who disciples you and say, Hey, where do I start? Uh, I've I've read six of these books and but I've already, I've already been through deliverance. Do I need to read the deliverance book? Like, you didn't read the deliverance book and get ready for deliverance? Uh, well, let's read that one, get a more, because it's not just about you getting through it. It's about you understanding and growing in knowledge and growing up in Him, in Christ in every way, right? Um, and so if, you're, if it's just daunting, that is okay. You just need to like, pick it up and, and walk it to somebody and go, please help me, and we will help you. Uh, we really will. Uh, come over to my house for dinner. I'm trying to get people over more. Um, so in the last two minutes, we also have classes. Most of these are on our podcast. You can research them. Josiah designed an excellent website where you can search things. and You don't have to, like, get a drawn-out map of how to find something on the website. You can just use the search function. Uh, our systematic theology class will be coming back soon. Uh, you can listen to Greg and Catherine's church history classes and, and as Catherine continues to go through them on the podcast. Uh, Andy Gearhart did an overview of the Bible class. That's on our podcast. And we have a basics of counseling that's put on by Clear Creek Chapel. That I think people are, is that going on right now? No, it's over. Did everybody pass? And Andy Gearhart did a complete on the Heidelberg that Yeah, and... Uh, Just for the podcast and people listening, Andy Gehurt also did a class on the Heidelberg Catechism that lasted about a year, year and a half. That's very good. And so you can search on those on the podcast and sermons. Uh, That's a regular resource I use because if you notice me, I don't like sit in the fuse very much. I'm downstairs checking on kids or whatever. Uh, We got like, if you were just look at the kids ministry list, uh, there's seven people every Sunday who miss either the 930 or the 1030. Uh, And I'm usually running around doing something, so I listen to it on the podcast. Uh, All of those Bible studies are on the podcast. You can find them and go through them yourself. If you can't find them, get a hold of Josiah, get a hold of me. Josiah and Teresa will have you over for dinner, Uh, right? Um, Discipleship groups. I don't know particularly what everyone's going through, but everyone is encouraged to be in one. If you're not in one, that's a good place to get started that's a good place to become fruitful because when you look at uh, what a what a shepherd, what a deacon is, what a leader is in, in biblical terms, it's more of uh, someone who's really caring and a fatherly or motherly figure, and it isn't what we've been trained to think in our fast-paced American culture and consumer culture where we're just trying to get you through the doors and see how many people we can get and, well... Uh, some parents operate this way, where we just want to form you to be and look like something while we're out, but do whatever heck you want at home, but just when we're out, make me look good. Uh, That's not what we're going for. Um, That's not like what a loving family or uh, community would do. You need somebody, this goes along with the personal pastoral, pastoral care and discipleship, you need somebody to watch over you who loves you, who wants to protect you and help you grow. That starts when you're a baby, and that goes until the day you die. That's non-exclusive for anybody here, right? That does Our leadership team, just for people who don't know, uh, isn't, we're not just like some rogue group, and we're saying, well, we don't need passes. We all pastor each other, and we get outside counsel, and we have people who care for us, right? And so, um, I put this on here. This is another Bible study that everybody should go through, is that there's three types of discipleship, informational, formational, and impartational. Because we're out of time, I'm going to say, if you don't know what that is, come over to my house for dinner. Right? <laughs> this is what it's that's all about, having dinner uh, <laughs> and getting together. And you're not going to mature if you don't take the steps forward. Right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And so if you don't know what those three are, um, and and your discipleship group leader, the person who disciples you, uh, hasn't explained that, ask them, ask me. We were, like, you kind of have to know those things uh, to grow. You kind of have to know where you're going. You kind of have to know what biblical maturity is. Um, So, again... These are, this is a good list and a survey of what we can, of what, of just the resources we have to help you grow. You can look at this. This is not very refined, but you can kind of check those off. All of these other things, everything on here has its own separate list. And if you don't apprehend it, if you don't get a hold of it, um, even us who lead discipleship groups and disciple people, if you're not helping people and going off of, back to biblical foundations and basics and, like, to try to help their paradigms, we're not going to grow, right? Um, Just like we talked about, if you don't get onto a regular Bible reading plan, you're you're just not going to grow. So if you don't get past that step and get a more biblical foundation of reading Scripture that's going to encompass your whole life, there's just not a lot of hope to help you grow. Uh, and we'll pray for you, and we'll have you over for dinner, and we'll continue to talk to you about reading your Bible. Um, But I think that 2 Corinthians 6 1 kind of sums it up. Uh, So all of these, real quick, all of these things need to be taught and trained how to utilize, right? Having the foundational book list uh, is good, and if you're reading through it, that's good, but how do you use that to help yourself grow? How do you use that to help other people grow? We need to be taught and trained how to do that. And so, um, we might do that in the future. Uh, I could, we could literally talk about that every Sunday for the next 20 weeks at least. Uh, so 2 Corinthians six one, working together with me, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. So I know it's time to quit. What are the three tools of grace? Word, spirit, the word, the spirit, and the church. The three delivery systems of grace. The word, the spirit, and the church. You do have to, it's a gift from God. These things are tools, these are resources, but you have to use them, right? Uh, The uh, sword of the Spirit is the word of God, and you can put it in your hands, but if you don't start stabbing people in battle, the sword is useless, right? Right? Amen. Amen. Invite yourself over for dinner.